But we got, uh, I guess, an ongoing investigation that's currently happening right now out in Pennsylvania near Chester County. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story, man. Daniello Cavalcante escaped from prison a couple of, uh, about a week ago. He's 34 years old, light skinned, five foot tall, about 120 pounds, shaggy black hair and brown eyes. Uh, he escaped from the, the prison that he was at for apparently he had been convicted for murder and was awaiting, you know, to go to the state prison. What are your thoughts first and foremost about the fact he was able to escape and he's been on the loose for the last seven days, Blue? I think that's pretty crazy because, I mean, I, I've heard of other people escaping, but uh, the way he escaped was pretty crazy. Like, I've seen people do that trick that to get out of the prison, I thought they would have more security and more uh, protection from them being able to do that. I mean, it, it, it's a it's not a maximum prison or anything like that. In fact, I, I think he committed a crime that was he was just recently found uh, guilty of those charges. And I guess the the law in Pennsylvania goes that you have like 30 days before they move the prisoner to the state penitentiary because in case there's some sort of appeal or, or things of that nature. I think that's the the what I understood about it. But this is the uh, this is the uh, guy that ended up. Escaping out. Now, this is what he looks like. He has long, shaggy hair. I think this is a, a better representation of what he looks like right now. All right. Galo Conte originally came to the United States illegally after fleeing Brazil to Puerto Rico. U.S. Marshal said that he arrived on a boat into New York from Puerto Rico. Uh, do you thoughts or opinions on that, Big Blue? Uh, uh, another crime committed by somebody who's not supposed to be in this country. Yeah, and it's crazy because uh, Puerto Rico does also have Border Patrol, so he went to Border Patrol twice. There is a Border Patrol outpost in Puerto Rico because they're, they're, they're U.S. residents. And here's the thing, though. Cavalcante is the reason why he fled Brazil because apparently he committed another m murder in 2017, and he fled Brazil to Puerto Rico to escape that charge. So this isn't a guy that was fleeing because of for some sort of sanctuary or things of that nature. He was fleeing because he was wanted for murder in his country. Yeah, he's, he was, uh, I think everybody else is seeking asylum. He wasn't seeking asylum. He just didn't want to go to jail. He was running. So why was he in prison this time? Cavalcante was sentenced to life in prison and was awaiting a transfer to prison. Uh, he was kind of convicted of killing his ex-girlfriend in front of her kids by stabbing her 38 times. Cavalcante was captured in Virginia after after the passings, and authorities say they believe he was trying to return to Brazil. Prosecutors believe that the reason for assault on the ex-girlfriend was to stop her from telling police about the charges against him in Brazil in connection with the 2017 incident. Basically, he has a history of, of convicting very violent crimes, allegedly. I don't know if he's found guilty in the first one. I know he was found guilty in his uh, ex-girlfriend, and he's been convicted of at least one person's life being taken. Yeah, and this is a, a, a very dangerous individual if he did that to somebody he potentially loved and and it wasn't just like one stabbing 38 times is a lot of times man there's some anger there with that because and then in front of her kids that's pretty crazy yeah dude and they were apparently you know not to get too too graphic or anything but apparently the kids were like yelling at him to stop and things like that so they were actively seeing this occur it's just extremely unfortunate so about a week uh, a week ago i think it was the 31st canela escaped prison and we found out today this is the manner in which he was able to get on the roof and eventually uh flee out so he's walking up it's hard to see from this, this camera. It's uh, it's kind of bright. So he basically just scales the wall, jumps on top of the um, jumps on top of the roof, and is able to get out. You know, don't you think there would be a camera or something at that door, Blue? Yeah, I think there'd be like more of a camera facing this way, and then. The crazy part about it is, like, where are the guards? You know what I mean? I mean, there's guards watching these guys, but well, I think well, I never... Well, not only that. I mean, this camera caught him. Isn't there somebody watching the cameras? 
Yeah, it's supposed to be in the in the central guard tower. It's supposed to be watching all the cameras. You know, this isn't the first escape uh, from this prison. Apparently, he had a uh, another person had escaped just a month prior. Now, the difference between what that per- why that person was caught so quickly and uh, Daniela wasn't was because of the fact that those towers that you mentioned in the first uh, prior escape, which happened in a very similar fashion, the watch guard saw the, the escapee and reported it and they were able to detain the guy within five minutes. Jones Daly says, yeah, I hope they, to get this guy quickly. Me too. I mean, I've been reading about this case since like Saturday and I guess they, they thought they had him surrounded on Saturday and it's, it's already Wednesday. So, you know, he gets caught soon. He's here that uh, he's broken into some houses to get some supplies. So he's out there on the run for real. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this guy should be considered very dangerous. I found another video that's a little bit, um, shows the, the escape a little bit easier, the better. Do you think this guy off here to the right is some sort of like watch? Because look, look, look. Yeah. Like it doesn't show it all the way over here, but you see his shadow come and then he turns around and is watching out. Watch, let's, let's yeah, look at that again. And some of the other videos, you actually see him like turn around and like the lookout. Yeah, he looks like a lookout. This guy looks over. Watch, you see that? Yeah, this was yeah. definitely orchestrated. So he right there, he's looking towards where the area or the direction of the camera. Right. And this guy walk, you can see a shadow. He's walking towards this hallway, stops and then turns around and faces backwards. Right. So it, to me, I think this is a lookout. Oh, yeah. They were you can see a shadow like walking together and then he, he stayed behind. See, as soon as he clears, he's gone. That guy leaves. That yeah. guy leaves as soon as he clears. See, he's there. You can see his shadow. He's cleared. He's gone. He, he leaves pretty quickly it's not very it, it look as you can see his approach he just stops turns around and hangs out hangs out he's looking in this direction looks up begins to climb slips a little begins to climb and then as soon as he's out of view this guy takes off you think that's a coincidence blue yeah i think that that's i think he's a lookout now the crazy part about it is i thought when i mean i guess they were in county so i thought they normally give him like really cheap like shoes that way they like can't run and stuff they're like flippers and stuff but you would think I, you know i thought that they didn't give him like shoes with shoelaces interesting man it's you know this guy's um out there running free terrorizing people and the, the crazy part about it is the, the guy that escaped escaped from the same place and they actually mm-hmm. hired a consulting firm to analyze and see what could be done to prevent this from happening again and it's like they were just giving away free money because the, the razor wire that they put didn't work no. he escaped to the same place as the other guy now there's an active investigation for that corrections officer in that tower because he did not see uh, the escape or or report it apparently i think that means he was i mean this this occurred early in the morning right uh, at 8 30 a.m is when and yeah. this is the timeline of his escape uh, but at 8 30 a.m cavalcante's block entered the exercise yard at 8 51 uh, depending on when you know change of uh you know i don't know what their hours are at the prison you know are they doing eights tens twelves you know when did they come in how long have they been there for you know is yeah. it possible that this is somebody barely coming into work or about to leave, very tired. I think he may have fallen asleep, which is why he's uh, on administrative leave pending the investigation. What do you think? Yeah, it's a very like likeability uh, uh, answer because I actually talked to a lot of sheriffs that work at the at the jail, even here in town, and not a lot of people want to work that job. So they're really short-handed all the time, and they they do 16s, I think. Jeez. Uh, and uh, some days it's like mandatory overtime for that week, so they get one day off per week. Hmm. So if your weeks land together, you're working 11 days straight of 16 hour days. You'd be exhausted. Yeah I, can, yeah, I can see that being an issue here, you know, being exhausted. 
The other possibility is could he have been involved? I think I don't think that would I don't think I, he would want to be involved because they're going to find out right away that he's missing. I mean, they didn't find mm-hmm. out for a while. I mean, almost you know almost an hour, a little over an hour is when they found out that he had uh, escaped. Now yeah. uh, I don't think I don't think he was in on it because uh, Danello doesn't fit the like why would somebody help him escape he's not part of a uh, drug cartel or you know worth a lot of money he escaped brazil you know because he was under you know he had charges against him for uh, a slaying that happened out there wasn't coming out here because he was some sort of drug pin or, or any of those things you would typically hear from when um, you have a person who is assisting an inmate escape right who is a guard now those are the type of situations you see usually you see them you know coming under the spell or or under the winger guys of, of the gang life, whether it's cartel or other gangs or mafia, yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. And I don't think that Daniello had that. I don't think that that fits this situation in my opinion. I think, I think it's more likely that the guard. Leave. Yeah. I think it's, it's like the only times you ever hear them escaping and get helped by guards is there's money involved or they're like holding their families, you know, hostage, somebody mm-hmm. with money or connected to somebody or they fell in love. And so, <laughs> it might be number three with these guys, but I don't know. No, I'm just joking. But but you know, here, here's the thing: coincidence. I don't know. It's coincidence. Yeah, I think I think he fell asleep because there's the other thing is like, well, maybe he was distracted, right? Maybe he was on his phone. But the, the, you know, prison guards aren't allowed to take their phones in. You know, they must leave them yeah. outside. Now they go through uh, the same sort of um, maybe not the same sort of uh, search as a inmate would, but they have to get you know go through a metal detector and things like that so that way they don't bring anything or contraband if they end up becoming you know they end up turning over or what so i, I think the most logical explanation in the situation is probably the falling asleep aspect of it i said that was that's a good idea i think it could be that or i don't know how many guards they have for how many inmates were out there and maybe it was just watching the other side of the field yeah yeah just me says some of these cases have shown some mistakes but not corruption i I don't think yeah i don't think there was corruption involved in this situation i think it was more of a mistake or you know failure to do something um i don't think it was as you know as far as him being involved or her i don't know if the prison guard was male or female Uh, but let's break down the escape timeline you know so 833 he you know his block entered the exercise yard 851 he escapes by crab crawling up the wall we just saw that pushing his way through razor wire uh, which is a wire that you mentioned earlier as far as they felt was enough to prevent people from escaping after a prior escape similar to this one, running across the roof and pushing his way through some more raised wire. At 9.35, Cavalcante's block returns to the unit from the yard. Officers on Cavalcante's block notify central control of the missing inmate. 9.48, officers inform central control that Cavalcante was missing. Uh, there was a belief that he was in a phone visiting room, but he was not there. Okay, so <clears throat> you have a guard asleep, possibly, or a guard, that, a guard that didn't see the escape, whose duty solely is to make sure that nobody crosses that yard, right? During the time when it's are outside and you should probably be most alert because that's the likelihood of something going to happen. If there's going to be a fight, there's going to be any kind of situation, right? Then you have a report yeah. that they believe that he was in the phone visiting room. Now, why would they believe that? Do you think they just assume that? Or do you think that a guard told them that? Yeah, I think it's like they couldn't find him. So like, well, maybe he's over there kind of assumption. Or maybe uh, maybe they look out and said, hey, he's in the visiting room. That way they give him more time. It's possible. It, it, it all varies on what actually happened. And yeah. I, I don't think these guys have body cams. Maybe they do. They should. They should because these guys, I mean, I feel bad for guards, man. I don't blame them. He probably either was watching another section of the, of the field or, or maybe he did fall asleep because he's tired and they're being overworked. But I know some of these guys, they say they know these guys for years. This is a short-term place. But the, the guys I talk to work at the long-term place. And, you know, somebody might have got bad news on the phone and 
they'd be walking around by you knowing you for years and just clobber you right in the face just because they're mad yeah. out of nowhere. Being, mm-hmm. Seen it happen hundreds of times over the years of that I worked. It's but like I mean, my work for treatment. So even if it's true, right? Let's just say that you know at nine thirty five when they come back in from the yard and they notice they realize that somebody's missing. Twenty eight. I mean, that's what. 20 minutes later, 23 minutes later is where officers in central control. That's when they noticed he was missing. There was a belief that he was in the phone visiting room. So that belief had to have been from 935 to 948. So for about 13 minutes, you know, that he didn't show up, assume this. Don't you think that they would have contacted, you know, an officer in the phone visiting room area and said, hey, we have an inmate yeah. missing from our area. Is he over there? Even, I mean, I don't take the word of another inmate. That shouldn't be the protocol you should always in that situation where there's somebody missing uh you need to you know follow protocols and i don't think asking other inmates of the whereabouts of a certain particular prisoner is in protocol there yeah i don't know exactly what happened but i'm pretty sure that they ran they they checked everywhere they could before they sounded the alarm that somebody went missing that's a big big failure you know what i mean they probably checked all the restrooms and stalls and every probably every bunk before they even said something to the commandment yeah but. probably so so at 950 the prison was locked down and a special count was conducted and at 1001 the public escape siren was sounded and the 911 center was notified so it took them approximately 11 minutes for them to do the count make sure that everybody was accounted for and apparently they had one guy missing and for them to turn on the siren which was approximately an hour and 11 minutes at least you know 10 minutes or so where he had escaped or was believed to have escaped. So it gave him a pretty good head start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, an hour is quite a bit of time. Let's, uh, maybe he had planned it. Let's take a look at the area here. I did some map work earlier today. So this is the Chester County Prison and where he escaped from. I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know, you think it was right here? Looks like a door there. Looks like a wall where he could climb up from and then get on this roof. You see that door? I don't, yeah, know, if that's, kind of the I don't know if it's, this is the spot or not. I'd be anywhere here. I was just looking at different areas. I, I honestly don't know exactly which spot he, he climbed out of. But when I was looking at this prison, that this part caught my eye. This door and these two walls here. Yeah, it's hard to tell because the, the, in the picture, the brown brick, and you can't tell the color of the brick. So I think he climbs up here. Now, he is spotted for the first time at 9.40 a.m. So before the sirens, before everything, somebody spots him walking southbound on South Wawaset Road at 9.40 a.m. Now, my assumption is, where do you think would be the fastest route there, Big Blue? Like, if, if I'm pointing this out, my assumption is would that he would probably... I would If I was him, I would hit the tree line first. No, I know. I'm hit trying to find you're out of You're out of visual. You think right here? But that's right in front of that watch guard tower. There's a tree line there. You know, up here, you have a uh, guarded area. They were fixing to come in from, from wreck. Not sure where. I mean, back there where the basketball courts are. Where's the basketball courts? I don't see them. It looks like right there in the back. Uh, this the basketball courts are paint. No, no, in front that... of that. I don't know. That's um, weird. Not a see the basketball courts right there. See all that paint? It looks to me. This stuff? I don't know, like park? Yeah. No, that's know. that's AC equipment. Okay, okay. That's why I can't I can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, no, that's AC equipment, my man. Oh, that's yeah, the right, roof. right. Now, now I see it. I see the rooftop now. So. I mean, where does he, where does he, where does he go? I mean, I know that the guy was asleep, right? I mean, this tower here, you usually should have two guards in, one facing one way, one facing the other. And I mean, you got a pretty good dang view from here southbound where he was walking. I mean, if you go a straight line from here to right here, so from the end of the prison, just walking in a straight line is about a mile. Uh, he could have come in at any point here because this is 
this entire road uh, that I'm following right here with the uh, is South Wawa Set Road. So he doesn't necessarily have to be this far, but yeah. you're looking at a quarter mile and it took him an hour or so to get to wherever he was at. Is it possible he went a different way? Uh, it's possible he went through that backside, but theater on the tree line just kept hiding. Is he, but it's crazy how he, he went back on the road and they saw him on cameras. If he had gone the other way, he could just kept going down tree lines. But I think if he ran through the road here, I mean, if he jumped down, see, I don't know where he jumped up into, you know what I'm saying? It, it could have yeah. been in any of these places. He, he ran through a couple of roofs and then jumped on the ground. And they said that he he went over two two pieces of um, barbed wire, one of, yeah. one of them being on a fence. I think he probably ran through here like that along this fence and got out. Reason being is that's a pretty good distance from the watchtower and a direct shot to the watchtower. Let's see. If you, I mean, from that window, this is your view that you would have from here to here. And then if he got into the trees, you know, it's not that far. He should be able to see. But you see what I'm saying? I think there's a good yeah. possibility he exited out this way and went to the uh, the most wooded area. That's, that's what he should, logically, that's what he should do. That way he has more cover. Because if you, you can see, I mean, he's wearing the white shirt, so you can see white unless he makes, mm -hmm. used his shirt on the on the barbed wire and left his shirt behind. Because in those photos, he is shirtless. He probably just laid his shirt across the barbed wire just to jump it. Yeah, but there's other... Well, I don't know if it's the same shirt or not. You know, in the other video or images, he it appears that he has broken into a couple of places. Blue round for sure. Blue round structure. He ends up coming out this way. He's seen the 31st here. On 11.30 p.m. September 1st, there's a possible break-in at 10.35 um, Ballin Tree Lane, which is out here. Okay. So, seen up here, seen here travel down is over here and and this is at so at 11 30 somebody broke in possible break in it's unsure if it was in fact him or not you know he's seen with a duffel bag he's seen with a backpack he's seen with a couple of different things it's not impossible that he'd broken into a couple of places remember this was labor day weekend if i don't if i remember correctly and there's yeah. a good possibility that a lot of these folks were gone for the for the holiday you know what i'm saying yeah so, by the lake the beach um also on friday september 1st at 11 40 p.m there is a break-in guy named ryan dermond uh, apparently is woken up to the sounds of somebody uh, in his downstairs ruffling around he wakes his wife up he goes and checks on his kids and then he goes downstairs where he uh visually sees daniello and he turns on the light to try to scare him off daniello turns the light off i guess there's a, like a switch on either end of the wall or whatever yeah. the dude eventually ends up leaving and walking out, and as he's walking out, Ryan sees Daniello put his put Ryan's hat on as he's leaving. So he he took some things. He also took some food, some peas, and things of that nature. We have him basically staying in the same area for the first day. Right? He's seen on on this street right here, which is the uh, oh, this is the next day actually on on, the, on Saturday, September second. He's eighteen hundred block of Linape Road. So the first day, yeah. he walks southbound. It appears that he's in this area, probably hiding amongst the uh, the trees here for the first day. There's a uh, there's quite a bit of bodies of water out here as well. There's one right here. There's quite a few creeks that were that he spotted next to. But th but on Saturday he's spotted walking. Now it doesn't say the direction that he was walking, but just around in this area. I can't remember. I had it, but I think I put the wrong date because it wasn't September 1st that he spotted on a trail cam under a bridge, heading north at 8:21 and coming back south. At 9.33, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the September 1st. I think that was the 3rd or the 4th. And what ended up happening that day, though, was there was a lot of concentration in this area. And the law enforcement really thought he was in this area. You had the burglaries in the area. You had reports of him being in the area. On September 3rd, yeah, it was September 4th when he was seen on that camera. But on September 3rd, he's actually spotted 
by a trooper between these two houses. Right? And he takes off back into the woods. The police have this plan. And the plan is that they're going to uh, throw in a lot of lights and sirens in one direction and have a lot of officers coming in the other direction in stealth mode with night vision, trying to force him to run away from the lights into the officers with the night vision. Does that make sense? Yeah. But on that day, I think that happened at around seven o'clock on, uh, on the fourth. And that day just so happens that he spot on the trail cam first walking north, heading towards you know the area that he had been in. And then he's heading back south about an hour and 10 minutes later. I think he may have came close. Yeah, got spooked. yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I think he got close to where these guys were doing their their show of lights, trying to get him to run one direction. He already left and turned back around and walked this direction. This is the image of... I with a few days passing, I thought he would. I said, with a few days passing, I thought he would have been gone by now, but he's, he's sticking around because you know that they probably have roadblocks up ahead and stuff. I don't think he's no longer in the area. To be honest with you, I'll tell you why when, when we're done. I think he's fled. I'll tell you how he's fled. This is him walking in one direction. You can see he has a backpack on. You see the straps and you see a duffel bag here. I don't know what this item is. You can see the backpack and the duffel bag uh, when he's walking away, and what also appears to be a sweatshirt that may have been in the duffel bag or the backpack as he's walking or i mean he may have uh taken it you know he may have taken it when he um maybe broke into a house or something anything stick out to you uh big blue in these images no the bag looks like the one on the, the right hand looks like the one he had on already it looks like mm -hmm. the one he's carrying on his right shoulder so it looks like the same person it's definitely the same person it's just an an hour difference now what i don't see ryan the guy that said that this guy broke into his house, stole a hat and amongst other items. But remember seeing him putting on a white hat as he left his residence. I don't see a white hat on him. Maybe he dumped it knowing that he was seen or it's in his bag. It could be in his bag. I just assume with how hot it's been and where he's at and humidity area and things of that nature, that he'd wear a hat to shield his face. Now, this is taken at night, so he may not be wearing a hat at night. Yeah, yeah. During the daytime. Yeah, I mean, there's a good photos of him. He was in that area that day. Yeah, I agree. I think he's trying to make it to a bigger city, right? They're, they're mapping it. Uh, well, when he when he committed the, uh, the assault on his ex-girlfriend that took her life, they suspect that he was heading back to Brazil. He got to America by going through New York by boat. Yeah. From Puerto Rico, so that he he might try to head back towards New York to get a boat going back the other way. You know what I mean? Like if 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 they're dropping him off one way, they got to go back to go get more, right? So maybe he's trying to hitch ride back. That's where I would probably be looking if I thought he was no longer in the area. I think he'd be heading more towards the southern border just to walk across. But there's a lot of hmm. you know more more uh, we have more people watching the border now, so we'll see. Maybe I mean he's not that far from the coast. Well, people will go hide in big cities for a while until it dies down. I mean yeah. Philadelphia ain't far. <laughs> Philadelphia ain't far. Like, you can go ahead in a big city for a while until things die down. People won't recognize him once he grows his hair out a little bit. There's mm -hmm. so many homeless encampments. They don't watch the news most of the time. They don't know what's going on. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll fix it later. So, so September 5th, in this area, a, a lady calls police because she thinks that she sees her ex-husband in her yard, and he's not allowed to be there. Officers go out there, okay. uh, look for somebody in that area, and they come to come to the conclusion that they don't know, I guess, if Daniello was the guy that was in the area on camera or or not, but they do end up thinking that he was in the area. And then he spotted running through the woods on September 5th at 630 on over here near Brandywine Creek. So a lot of folks have been saying that he's been hanging around the, the Brandywine Creek or different creeks and just kind of walking around uh, the different bodies of water, which is why he's kind of just staying in the area instead of like leaving. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have anything. Yeah, it's, it's He's been walking in circles, following the rivers and the creeks, right? September 5th, he's seen up here walking towards the Brandywine Creek. Well, I think that's important is because right here, we continue the Brandy 
Wine Creek, you get to this area, which is where we have a trains that come through and sometimes have to stop here at this ace place. I think there's a possibility that he entered this train now. I know that the uh, law enforcement said that they've cleared and checked some trains in the area. I don't know. I mean, I think that might have been one of the places that I, I went to. And, you know, it, it does kind of lead you to think that maybe perhaps this guy is more intelligent than you think. You know, let's put everything in perspective again. He stays in the area. He's able to, yeah. you know, there's many a times where he's in this area here and police are going in there. And they're not able to find him. He's able to get past them. In fact, one time a trooper saw him. Now the trooper said, or apparently they gave yeah. chase, but because of the terrain, they couldn't keep up with him or whatever the case may be. I think the guy either fell down or was overweight and just couldn't keep up with the guy. What are your thoughts? I mean, if, if um, he was in his car and he saw him from a far distance and get the head start, by the time you get out of your car and try to take off, you're, you're going to lose him and not be able to find him in those trees if he runs to the tree line. And he just starts yeah. hiding right away. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised, though, that they haven't got a, uh, like a hound dog yet. You know, they have it sent from the jail. Well, it's too. I think it's still going to be on you, but maybe he's washing up in the creeks and trying to get the scent off him. But he's been in that jail for a while. Yeah. But is it possible that it's too hot to have the dogs out? I know that's been an excuse for like some of the technology that they have, like the uh, uh, night vision, things of that nature. They said that they can't, you know, put it out there because uh, it's too hot and those th- those pieces of equipment are overheating. I think maybe <clears throat> they might, if they know he's in a certain area, maybe they need to get some drones out there. That's how they found that kid a while back when he got lost and is, uh, they set some drones out. They, they I think they put the heat vision and they found them with mm-hmm. the heat. So maybe they have to do it at night with some drones. I don't know. There's a lot of new techniques that are out there that would be able to help them out. I know that they've had helicopters in the area. Have they mentioned it? Have they mentioned, uh, have they mentioned if the FBI or anybody else got involved? Have the FBI or anybody else got involved? I believe like a certain, a certain federal agencies have. I think like Border Patrol was one of them. Uh, U.S. Marshals. I'm not sure if the FBI have, but they may have. I think they, they probably would have assisted. I don't think they would have taken you know over this case themselves yeah i mean to the troopers paula says he isn't going to take a train ride why not i'm just curious yeah. i i don't know this guy from adam so i, I don't know if, if he's like afraid of trains or something i, I don't know if he goes yeah, underwater he'll watch the away. over here i'm saying like if he's staying by the creeks he's probably washing up more and getting the scent and you know covering up with the dirt and mud and, mm-hmm. and the dogs do lose the scent over throughout the water and for the train i mean up, up north they don't have the same type of take uh, stops that we do you know what i mean down here i mean here they stop the train and then they got border patrol has like um these little towers right next to the train so they can look into every car and they do find a lot of people but up there i don't think they have those kind of towers to be able to look into the top of the train so they would have to manually get up and down every box cart but one thing that i can tell from this area as well is this place is it's very wooded it's very nice Uh, sandy says that he probably sits in the water all day and then goes out at night you know i thought that that was going to be a possibility i don't i don't know what type of um i don't think there's any alligators or crocodiles in these waters up here up north Um, but i don't know if there's snakes or if there's any other type of animals that could be dangerous in the water water moccasins things like that not very familiar with the area yeah i think that's quite a bit possibility that maybe he's staying in the water or or just you know in mud and then rinsing off going out good possibility the air temperatures is throwing heat sensors off. yeah i think i think for, it's been kind of warm the last couple of days but they should uh, they should do it maybe at night yeah but it's hard to for the drone drivers to be to be able to see at night but maybe a certain time of night they go out there and try it out they can cover a lot more areas Here, here's the thing the the times that he's spotted on camera have been at night he's been spotted on a trail cam uh he's been spotted on so just trail cam on surveillance cameras things like that. And it's been at night. So I can say that that's, that's accurate. This is the, um, the trail cam that caught him as well. And this is the one from the looks of that, that map, the one on second, September 2nd. Yeah. This is at one forty three AM September 2nd. Let's uh, watch. You can see a guy 
creeping out of the back of this tree there. And he has a backpack with him. I mean, we play that. All right, Big Blue. So you see this tree right here, this Christmas tree looking one in the center of the page? Yeah. I'm, I'm just keep your eye in the center. You'll yeah. see him walk out. Ain't that creepy, man? That's pretty creepy. You see him? You see it? Well, so he's carrying from this angle. You can see him carrying a backpack. He's holding out in front of him. It looks like that duffel bag. Um, his shoes oh, okay. are, yeah, his shoes look white. Yeah, yeah. Because they're very reflective to the light. So yeah, I see him now. You can just see his walking. And whoever recorded this kind of freezes the image there for a little bit. That's just weird. That's weird. I don't know, man. So he's still on the he's still on the loose, but at the time of this recording or at the start of this recording, he's not been captured. Here's where he climbed up and escaped. And this is the closest uh, brush. See, this okay. makes a lot more sense. Let's let's pull up the maps again. That's where I thought the basketball courts were. <laughs> All right, let's look at the uh image again. All right, so here if, if this is this area right here, right? He may have customer here and this was the watchtower that was circled is that correct let me see yeah it looks like it's right in the middle of those two buildings the bush line wonder if that, like if you can do street view and get get right next to the building to look no i tried there's not one there so the thing is i mean you have a watchtower here looks out at both angles and watchtower here looking here what the hell do you do climb down here and run straight at it you know what i mean and then come around it because you have a window here window here i would assume you yeah, have one here too you can see the window there should be one there if you Jumped off the roof here, ran straight at it, underneath it. Book it as fast as you can to this uh, tree line. How far is that? Yards. It's 100 yards. It's a football field away. It's possible. It's very possible. Oh, right. Is this the concrete floor? Oh, there it is. There's the basketball court. So I think I think, I think, think she's right. You, you can barely see it. It's right here along the fence. Or not the fence, along the wall. And then you have the fence down this direction here. I see the basketball court. And this the, this tower was right there. And not only was it right there, but like, I don't know, Blue. What, what, what are your thoughts on this escape? Does this think about him running right directly through there? It's a daring escape to do during the day. Like bright daylight when he did it in the morning, too. And then, and then just to be able to like walk through the middle of the street during the daytime, too, is crazy. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully they catch him soon, man. Like uh, You would hate somebody else to get hurt if they can't catch him in time and he tries to you know, break into somebody's house and there's an altercation or something. So if he climbed up from here, this is where Sonia is saying that he climbed up from and that this is the watchtower. But this tower here would have visual this direction, yeah. would have seen somebody coming out this way. Now, I've seen footage... I've seen um, officers walking along a fence line and stopping in an area. And it seems like it's an, there's quite a bit of open grass around that fence area. I don't think that looks like this area here. I would say maybe this area is possible. Or even this area. That's interesting. Maybe no one was in that one. The watchtower guard didn't see the person or report him. Unlike the situation that happened a month earlier where an inmate did the similar tactic to get out, he was seen by the watchtower guard and they reported he was apprehended within five minutes. So in this scenario, that didn't happen. The person either didn't see him, didn't respond, didn't report, was asleep, preoccupied, whatever the case may have been. But he's on administrative leave pending an investigation. It sounds like he, at the very least, was somewhat responsible. Not so much his, you know, him fleeing, but not apprehending him much sooner. And the expenses that are now being paid um, by the state 
of Pennsylvania to apprehend this guy. Canadian True Crime Buff comes in with saying, welcome to the Drunk Turkey Show. Hit that like, subscribe, and ring that notification bell. Yeah, guys, can you please do that? That we'd appreciate it. You know, if you hit that like button, hit that subscribe, get this this content into the algorithm. But this is the uh, this is the case. This is where Danilo Cavalcante escaped from and remains large today. We'll be giving updates on this case all the way through until his apprehension. I suspect that he he could have jumped on a, on a train. I don't know. He just seems to be going like in a big circle everywhere he goes. That could be because he has no way of knowing which direction he's going. You know, that's a possibility. Yeah, I think that that's a possibility. He just doesn't know where he's going. Maybe he is from the area or he has been in the area. I believe the incident with his wife or ex-girlfriend I don't know. He just might be going in circles. Let's see. He's losing direction. I think that's a good possibility. Do you think he's on a mission trying to get to someone? I mean, the only place that I can think of him going to is is, is trying to get back to Brazil. Now, I know that the uh, law enforcement blasted out a message in the area where they thought he was at from his mother, basically saying to surrender. I think he's trying to get back to Brazil. I don't know if there's a specific person helping him or anything like that, but I think he's just trying to get back using the same means as how he got here. Basically. I think everybody that has participated, all the members are the mods. I um, encourage you, if you're not a member, to uh, join the membership. We'll be doing another live maybe this weekend. It's a Steelers play on Sunday, so I'm, I'll probably be watching that game. Maybe Sunday night I'll be able to get back on and we'll do a mess only live where we'll do maybe a couple of giveaways. Well, we'll see, but I'll be, I'll be covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll be, I'll be doing a post game show. So if you guys are Steeler fans, uh, follow my other channel called state of the Steelers and also still work on a, uh, a podcaster there and a, and an audio producer for them as well. I got a lot of different shows that I do. I'm a busy man. Scale one to 10 as well. Me and my wife, we do that one as well. We have another show coming out here pretty soon. Thank you guys. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. We'll see you guys on Friday. Peace out, y'all.